Salutations, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of The Artist Insider. This is the show that shines a spotlight on local artists of any sort and gives them a chance to share their own story. I'm Stephen Phipps, your host, and for the premiere episode, we're going to be talking about the world through a musical artist eye. Now it's time to welcome Mike Kedu to the premiere episode of The Artist Insider. He's here today to share his own story as well as give some inside information over the music scene. Good morning, Mike Kedu, and thank you for being our first ever guest on The Artist Insider. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah, we're stoked to have you on. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. What's the backstory on Mike Kedu? Where did the name come from? What does it mean to you? So Maikeru is actually Michael in Japanese. Um, when I first came to America, I was really into the, you know, into anime and stuff. And I thought to myself, hey, what, you know, what's my name mean in Japanese? And I found it out, Maikeru, and it stuck with me. And it's one of those things where my love for anime too, like, you know, it really did help um, reinforce and create this character too, because I always imagine if you're, going to go into music and you need a name for yourself for people to know you know you buy you know you create whatever you want to create yeah know? like you kind of have to have that like superstar name the one that like rings bells mm -hmm. and like people hear it and it's like oh shit what is my kedu that rolls off the tongue i like, feel great saying yeah, that. yeah exactly i've had people like you know like mess my name up several times or like they forget to add the accent in my e and i'm like okay that's fine now you know, but once I'm performing on like Billboard Awards and everything, you have no choice but you to know, not to know my name. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, slow, a whole slow process right now. But yeah. So the last time that we actually talked, you were telling me that you're from Nigeria. Tell me about that. Like, what was it like being born in Nigeria or the state of Nigeria and then moving over here to the U.S.? Just that's an entire different culture switch. And I want to hear about it. I was born in Abia State. Abia State. Oh, I have my accent back. Abia State. <laughs> um, I was born in Abia State, uh, and I, f I don't remember like exactly where I was born, it's but okay. it was in Abia State, and uh, it was in um, around my village. Ohafia is my is the name of my village. O O H A F I A. Ohafia. Um, I was born in 1993. I moved to the U.S. when I was nine in 2003. And then I, my family moved from, well, so I moved to the US, I moved to Chicago from Nigeria. And then my family moved, we moved from Chicago to Houston. And then we, we moved to Houston in 2009. And then I moved to San Marcos in 2016. And then- How did y'all get to the United States yeah. from Nigeria? Like, Hi, so my dad, um, he's a pastor and um, he was going, he was, uh, we had a church back in Nigeria, a, a Presbyterian church. That's my, that was my uh, denomination, Presbyterian. And uh, some people uh, approached him, you know, it's like, hey, do you want to be a pastor in, you know, in America? And going to America, you know, back in the day was like, oh my God, like you're a big deal. You're a huge deal. So yeah, he said, yeah, he came over, um, I believe like 2001 and then Around 2002 was when we started filing for like, you know, our visas and stuff, you know, for us. And then we came in 2003 and uh, yeah, so it was through uh, pastoral work. Um, we lived in Chicago, we lived at a, uh, in this area in Hyde Park called, um, the school that he went to was a Lutheran School of Theology. It was a very family oriented space. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of uh, 
like during like Christmas or during like holidays and stuff, we would like go visit like other people around there, like you know, for, for like family dinners, get togethers and stuff like that. So that was kind of how we all started. You know, he got he got brought over here to do um, church work. And like these people that you would go and visit for holidays and such, were those were those just like people y'all met in the community in Chicago, or are they people that came over with y'all you already knew, or was it just like random people that you then you met once you came here? It was people that were already there that were going to the school. Oh, okay. The, uh, Lutheran School of Theology with my dad. So it was like, you know, family friends and stuff. Yeah, we moved to Chicago. And um, what was that like? Like coming from Nigeria to Chicago? Oh, it was it was a huge, it was a very mind blowing experience. Because from Nigeria, you know, I lived kind of this one note, you know, like, okay, this is where you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be, um, what you're supposed to love and like and all that stuff is this one thing. It all has to deal with God, right? Um, and deal with the church, I would say. And so moving to Nigeria and seeing like how diverse Chicago was, even America in itself, just like how many things, how like how the culture was, was. That was a huge change for me, like seeing that I could finally be somebody else, be different from, you know, like be be more creative because I've always felt like I wasn't allowed to express myself the way I wanted. And so moving to America kind of was like, oh, snap, like I can do and be everything. And, you know, what I'm saying and I can I saw I remember when I when I, you know, turned on the TV for the first time in America, I, I think it was like a. Billboard, no, it was a American Music Awards was going on. And that was when I, you know, was watching the uh, performances and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. I so wanna, that's when the dream began that's, of, of being a musician. Like you're just yeah. sitting there watching like like American Music Awards and yeah. you're like, I want to be on that stage. I, I want to have that crowd looking at me. I know that's who I am and yeah. I know yeah. I can do that, but you felt like so closed off and so not being able to express yourself yeah. over in Nigeria. And then once you came here, it's like, it's just this huge mixing pot of people and allows for such diversity and such an influx of your individualist self. Yeah. I think even like if you if you're trying to think about it even more like deeper, it was me just just wanted to experience, you know, something different, something new, something that was not about the church all the time. You know? That's what happens when you're doing something for so long, you know? Yeah, especially like your little like child self, like in the church and like that's basically all, all you did your family was involved in the church like it was like this linear path like you just went did this and did this and did this and it was all within the church and then so to come over here and just see these new things and it's like wow i want to do something else mm -hmm. i just want to do something different yeah i want to i want to express myself because that's what i have inside of me i want to wear all the clothes i want i want i want i want to i want it all yeah, you just want to do, you just, <laughs> like, just express yourself however you can. Yeah. So you said the first time that you really recognized you want to do something different and you were watching those, like, the the American Music Awards or whatever they may have been, is when you recognize that. So has music always been sort of like your dream and your goal since then? And did you give up on another dream or goal in replace of that? Or how did that all work out? Like, how did that flow together? I was, my my family is pretty uh, musical. My mom and dad, uh, they sing in the church. Like they, you know, they take part in, in uh, choir activities. 
oh, so did you grow up singing within the church and you'd yes. already, oh, okay. So you'd already been doing music for like basically all of your life. You were doing music, but just like in, in, a, church, in a different form yes. where you weren't allowed to express church yourself format. with your music. Yeah. I wasn't actually, yeah, I wasn't allowed to do more than that. I remember when we moved to Chicago, I joined a, uh, oh, this really cool black church that we, that my dad got, you know, was invited to, to come and preach there and it's, one of my best childhood experiences was in that church. Uh, I was in Chicago, and uh, I joined the choir. I was like the I was like the only kid in in a group of like like old like like grandpas and grandmas. Basically, it was so cool. Like they treated me like their child. I remember this one guy who like every Sunday, well not every Sunday, but like every other few Sundays, he had this uh, subscription of like this kid's uh, pamphlet, like a book. And he you know, had all like the all the newest movie um, topics, the newest toys, and all the you know little cool like visual book that you know you probably get in like fifth grade, but you know like little little cute little book, books, whatever. So he he yeah, he'll just bring like a little that, like children's book or something yeah. that they can like flip through and has the pictures and all it's, that stuff. Yeah. It's like really enticing. Like the yeah, coolest yeah, yeah. movies are coming out. Like, oh, okay, you know? yeah, I got you, got you. And uh, so he'll have that, and you know it's always exciting. And I remember, and I to this day, I, I hope you know everything is okay with with him and that church, that was kind of where I started. Like, I was already like musically inclined and my mom was like, oh, you know, being a choir and the choir was, they were, they were inviting of me. And uh, I was like, yeah, I did it. But it wasn't until I came here, you know, saw like the American Music Awards, Billboard Awards, Oscars or whatever or whatnot. And I was like, oh, you can really, you know what I'm saying, be somebody else. and be expressive in that way and do all that cool stuff that I see on stage. So I want to do that. Yeah, that was it, really. Yeah, so, like, music can be taken in so many different perspectives. Like, if you grow up in a church and, like, with that music, like, you're... I don't want to say you're confined to that limited range, but whenever you're in that place, like, that's the type of music that you're going to perform. But then once you have that act actualization that, like, I can do this on my own. I can do this on my own time. I can make what I want. That's that's when that like sort of like creative freedom comes about, and mm -hmm. you're and like you're able to begin expressing yourself through your music, and like that's how you like find your own taste in music. Yeah, no, for sure. And 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 just listening to what your head really is telling you, like how you feel about it. You know, feelings for me has really been all about it, and I, I think. Another thing that I wanted to talk about real quickly and add uh, was that um, is that I have social, social anxiety and I didn't realize it was social anxiety until I moved. Honestly, like even like now that I'm really feeling like, okay, it is social anxiety because I grew up like stuttering back in Nigeria. I don't know why, like I, I, I just had a really bad stutter and it affected my life back then negatively because I didn't know what it was. And it wasn't until I moved here, you know, I went to ESL. I was taking ESL classes. Having social anxiety made me a better musician, or like made my love for music more because I was forced to kind of be in my room. Like I, that's what I was, that's where I was. I was in my room all the time listening to pop radio. So did you ever, did you ever, so did you ever like stutter whenever you sang music? Because me personally, I, I also stutter whenever I speak sometimes and whenever I'm doing something I'm passionate about, like if I'm acting or if I'm even just simply singing in the car with friends, like that's never a time I stutter. It's whenever I'm in a situation that I feel uncomfortable in or like I'm around someone 
quote unquote official that I have to talk to. And that's when like it comes out for me. But whenever I'm able to express myself, like I not, I never have a fear of stuttering and it never, it never presents itself. Yeah. It was, um, uh, it was a lot of mental, you know, even taking the ESL classes where they were trying to teach you. Well, ESL was, still, you know, I was new. I was from Nigeria. So they wanted to like teach me English and all that stuff. I mean, we had a new English back in Nigeria. Because also part of that, my teacher, I forgot her name, but she was also teaching me, you know, how to better handle my, my, my speech, you know. And I remember even up, up through like high school, taking classes, like certain classes, you know, just to be able to learn how to just talk and express myself. But it wasn't until I got deeper into music and realizing even more things about myself where it was like, like, oh, I have been forced to talk. Or like, I, I've been forced to sound a certain way. And so when I did talk, I hated how I talked. I didn't sound like how... Your authentic self, it kind of felt like... Yeah. Know. I was afraid I, 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 I wouldn't sound like how they wanted me to, like, you know, everybody else wanted me to sound, you know, how a man is supposed to sound. You know, how, how was somebody supposed to act and all that stuff. I think all those things played into me just being very insecure about, like, how I was personally. And that went into, you know, when I spoke in front of people, I was so self-conscious about it. It's all, you know, I'm, I was, uh, it was just me being self-conscious about, you know, what was going on and talking and people looking at me. And so when it came to music, I was like, all right, well, I'm, moving I'm doing something with my mouth people are looking at me they're hopefully enjoying it you know so I, I, I want them to I want that to be the way I communicate with people instead of talking you know and so that's how I really got into like just wanting to sing because it was like it was a much better way for me to communicate my feelings in myself and um, and I think also through time just gaining more confidence from singing and like all right well I'm here now. I'm doing all these things. Like nobody can really tell me anything because I'm I'm good at my job, at you know at this thing. And so it's like, I'm I'm slowly realizing how powerful I'm becoming, especially when it comes to all those things that used to hold me back, like my talking. Like, dude, it was bad. Like my stuttering was. It was like I missed assignments. Like, um, what's that word? Um, presentations just because I couldn't. And I had, I had, a, I had a, a, a teacher in Chicago. She was a, uh, at first she was a substitute teacher and she um, she became a main teacher. I think it was uh, history or something like that. Black history. I forgot her name, but to this day, bro, I'm so grateful for her. Cause I remember there was, I had a presentation to go up to and I was so scared. I was like, nah. Like I, I before the presentation, I always like going first whenever they ask for position, you know, so I'll go up there, get it done, get it over with. But when you have to like be in line, oh, that was, that was. Yeah, that. just like that existential dread of like just <laughs> sitting in this giant line. You're like, oh, there's four people in front of me. Yeah. Oh, now there's that three. Is two. Holy oh, crap, shit. I'm up next. Like, uh, yeah. And you start, like your brain just starts sort of melting. You're forgetting everything you're like supposed to talk yeah. about. And then it all comes crashing down and then you get up there and actually do it and things feel better. And so like, yeah. that sort of ties back to music. Yeah. Like you, you, you started off doing music and you're like, holy crap, this, this makes me feel better when I sing. Like, 
I'm not worried about people looking at me or listening to me or anything like that. And then you kept developing and you're like, wow, I'm actually good at this. People really enjoy when I sit here and sing. And then tying that back into like sitting in this line, like once you start actually getting up there and talking, like all that anxiety starts to just kind of melt away. You're like, okay, this, this isn't that bad, but that's just, that's just how like your brain works whenever you have social anxiety or especially comboed with a stutter, you just start to get so afraid of those moments. Mm-hmm. It's, I can create worlds with music. Yeah. And right? just like kind of transport someone into that. Like, yeah, you know what you're doing and you know what you're capable of. So being able to bring someone into like, these tunes and this groove that you're producing and make them sort of like start to feel a certain way. Like that's why music is so powerful. I think like if someone's sad, you can put on this song and just like forget your problems for the next like 15, 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. however long the song is, whatever's happening, even Mm -hmm. if it's just a moment like that, that's why I believe like musical artists and things like that are so powerful in today's like, and and honestly in today's culture, because uh, mental health has become much more of a, of like a big thing so many people are more aware of it and so shining a spotlight on these artists and being like oh tune in and listen to this song because i've gone through these problems and this helped me and to bring and to be able to bring people out of those like sad and dark times that that's a really cool thing to do it's like it's like its own form of therapy or psychology it's like this entirely different spectrum there's no other feeling like making something and then somebody else is listening to it and their life has changed because of it that's the goal I, that's what I strive for when I make music is, and that's what, you know, uh, quality for me is something that I strive for and I'm trying to do better in being patient because I've realized that if I try to run with time, oh my God, baby, you're going to fall. Yeah, there, you there's no, you know? there's no combat for time. And like music, like it's a work of art. Like you might mm-hmm. sit down there and it might take five minutes. You might make the most impressive song you feel like you've ever made. But that's just because that specific art flowed so well. And it only took that short amount of time. But mm-hmm. there's other times you're going to work on something. And I personally don't make music. So like, don't quote me on this. But I, other times I feel like you're going to sit down. You're going to sit there for hours or days and like try and get something to come out. And like, it's just not there. It's just not there till it's ready. And you have to sit there and be patient. And it, it's just different for everything. It's just, it's different for every song you make and every like encounter you come across with them. You write, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You write. I, I, I think all creatives go through that where some things are just going to come easier than, mm-hmm. than most. So like speaking of creatives, like me, when I write or when I'm doing something like that, I often find that I'm getting like this large creative block. How do you personally as an artist like overcome that or try and deal with that? Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. For, so me personally, what I do when that happens, you know, um, the one important step is to always step away um, from what you're doing because when I do come back, even if it's like for like 30 minutes or less than that, when it could be 20, 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah, but just sort of like step aside, step like aside. take some time to like yeah. pull your thoughts back together. Like. Yeah, like when I do come back after taking that time off. I'm like, oh my God, like, yo, this sounds, sounds, this sounds, does sound really good. You know, cause when you listen to everything over and over and over and over playing that song and you start to hear like all the quote unquote mistakes, you know? And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there, there really isn't any mistakes when it comes to music. Yeah. You just start to like listen to it so much and like 
you just start to become critical because that's what we as humans do. Like that's how our brains work. Yeah. We're so hypercritical of everything, everything, especially something we create. Yeah. So if you sit there and listen to it, like on repeat over and over again, you're like, holy cow, I yeah. need a, I need to fix this. Yeah, I need to change this. And you start messing with all of it and it sort of just falls apart. And then it causes this it, inner chaos. New different and just, song. Yeah, yeah. It just like completely just like snowballs downhill. So like being <laughs> able to just like step aside and just exactly. like take a breather, relax, maybe meditate, do some yoga yes. or something. Just like calm so, down. It's so important. It's very important. Um, I do that. I step away and uh, I don't know, just really remind myself why I do what I do because I've noticed that we as people, we, we don't remind ourselves enough about things, about, you know, where we want to go, uh, what, what our goals are, like why we even do what we do in the first place, you know? So just, I think stepping away um, really does really does help a lot yeah i completely agree so you were talking about like whenever you make music like you have this goal in mind that if i can make someone feel better help someone get over some bad time like that's why you make music because you, you want to help others but let's focus on you for a minute like whenever you make music how does it make you feel like why do you make music for yourself like i get you do it to help other people but whenever you're doing it how, like how does it internally make you feel that's a question I've been asking myself, I think, for a long time. Like, why I feel in control when I make music. I feel I'm in another world where nobody is judging me but myself, where I can climb the highest mountain and, like, dive into the deepest seas and then come back out with, like, something some treasure, some, I don't know. I, it, 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 there's so many answers to that. That's the why I do what I do. But I feel that, you know, with, with being able to be in control, I think you just, I just get to speak my mind. Yeah, like earlier you said the name Maikaru comes from like, like these Japanese animes. And whenever you sing, like you feel like you're transporting people and yourself and to like, this other world. So it's like, it's taking you into the Maikaru show, mm -hmm. it, it, like where you're able to like climb these mountains and dive to these deep oceans and do anything you want. And like, that's really beautiful to be able to say like, that's what you do with your music. Like you're, you're trying to take someone away from all of this stuff and like, just put them in this like happy land where they can just express themselves mm -hmm. and do whatever the hell they want. Like while all of this other stuff is going on. Yeah. And, and being able to, declutter is that a word like like i don't know declutter my mind yeah no completely like yeah, it, it, like it, it's it's sort of like a form of meditation for you like you're able to like just like redraw back into yourself like just like kind of ground yourself with everything that's going on like get away from all that like internal monologue of chaos and just like yeah. all the yip yap of whatever your mind's saying yeah i feel free that's beautiful i think that that, that that's a that's a good word for it so who's been your biggest inspiration across all music? Oh, <laughs> if it's too broad, you can pick one. You okay. Can, you can pick a few, but who, who's someone who is like you've listened to and like you, you just resonate with like it just who's been your biggest inspiration or some of them, all of them? I would say right now, one of my biggest inspirations would be Miley Cyrus, because when I was growing up in Chicago, you know, Disney Channel would come on, you know, you know, watch it, whatever. And she didn't strike a chord with me until 
there was uh, I don't know if you remember back in the day when uh, she started like there was like you know talks and like news about her like coming late to work with her dad and I think it was like the fourth season of Hannah Montana and she just started wanting to be free to be you know to get past the hold of Disney because if she didn't do what she did you know she took whatever was given to her and ran with it made it her own she got out of Disney a lot of people were like oh she's a Disney kid and then she did you know all those things that she did and people now people do not associate her with Disney at all yeah like in the beginning like she was <laughs> she, like in the beginning whenever she was with Disney she, it's like Oh yeah, she's just one of those like small little like Disney kids, whatever. Kids. And then she like quit, and they're like, "Oh, she's falling off. Yeah. Like, she turned bad." And then like she she keeps <laughs> she keeps doing and keeps going. And people are like, "Oh, she'll fall off." And they look at her now, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's a rock star." Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she made it exactly. And you know, back in the day, I was going through that same you know thing of like just wanting to leave. Yeah, you just wanted to like get away from all all the bad that was going yeah. on, like all the control that it felt like people had over you. Like, yeah just all the situations that you're in, being able to get away from those and just do what you want to do and express yourself through yeah. your music. Cause like, I feel like with her, her music had to be changed when you're, when you're on Disney. Cause if you have this contract and you're on this show, they get to control what you do. Mm-hmm. And then, so being able to get away from that, however you may do it, it has to be just incredibly freeing to just be able to breathe again. Like, Oh, like, Holy crap. Like I can write a song that I want and do whatever, do whatever I want. Like, I don't know if it was the first album she dropped after Disney because I'm I, I'm I'm not that up to date on like the My, My, Miley Cyrus culture, but I know not too long after she left Disney, she came out with Wrecking Ball, mm-hmm. and that just goes to show like leaving Disney and just come smashing in like, hey, look, this is me, <laughs> like that's not me, Hannah Mo- Hannah Montana, that's not me. I'm gonna come in here and just destroy all of that mm-hmm. with Wrecking Ball. Yeah, and that was crashing and that everything. That was a down. moment, but you know, the idea that. You know, she's a, she's a, she's a, she's, yeah, she's different now, but she's so strong-willed in her, in her, you know, in her sense of, sense of self, like who she is, what she's doing now. She's able to push boundaries and she's become this hard, this like, almost like a, like a diamond, basically, where, you know, it came from like a rock and she pushed through, polished herself up. Now she's just glowing bright, you know, glowing bright. Uh, diamond that whenever people see her now they're like yeah you know she's badass you know and 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 not just badass in that way but like also badass in like she she cares for people the people who don't have a voice and to me that's that's one of my most important that's what I that's what that's what I look for in any in, in any and everything that I do in my life is to make sure that I have people who of people who can't speak for themselves. But yeah, like the voices of the of the minorities and the, yeah. and the people who don't stand up for themselves. The underdogs. Yeah, exactly. Like someone who gives them a platform or someone who helps speak for them. Yeah, and just shows that hey, I can. If I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, like I, 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 I love I love being an un- underdog. I don't know if that makes you know if that comes off weird, but like I love I just love that. That's kind of how she is too, Miley. Where like a lot of people who are not who. Uh, a lot of people don't like specifically pay attention to her. And so whenever she does bring out like Wrecking Ball or like Plastic Hearts or whatever, you know, new stuff she's doing now and her voice is like crazy. People are like, oh my God, that style is so good. Where did that come from? It's always been there. 
you know you just chose not to see it and that's that's how i, I kind of see that that's how i push myself now is i used to be so dependent on people's thoughts and think you know part of the whole stuttering thing mm-hmm. was me thinking about what other people were thinking about me yeah just because w- w- whenever you do stutter like it, you, you feel like it just draws so much attention to you and it, it just makes you instantly think like oh like are they judging me for acting like this like it just it, it kind of makes you start to crave validation because you admit personally speaking it made me more insecure with my speaking and going out in public so like it made me crave validation whenever i would go in public like i wanted to be congratulated or told a good job and i think i think all those things you know no matter if we want to look into them deeper than they you know deeper or whatever you want to do um but that was that you know has been part of like my process of just like i don't know being more confident in that sense yeah it's great to be able to like have someone to like look look up to and especially if they are an underdog like that's just so much more like internal satisfaction for me like yeah. knowing they like she had a big star like her dad's billy ray cyrus yeah. but like she, she got a lot of hate in the beginning for doing her and so like in my mind that still cast her as an underdog because like she was like i'm doing what i want and you guys aren't liking it and i'm not being supported but and just being able to look up to them and like and just like find inspiration from the things they've done yeah and it's cool so you've been talking a lot about Miley Cyrus and her being your biggest ins- inspiration for music, or maybe not your biggest, but definitely one of them. She's someone you've always looked up to. So with that being known, if you could perform with any artist, alive or dead, you could have them in a band, you could do a duo performance. Would Miley Cyrus be that person or would it be someone else? Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars, Miley Cyrus. Okay, Michael Jackson will probably do... Bruno Mars, I think I want him either bass or drum. Like him playing bass him or playing drums? Bass or so drums. Bruno Mars not even singing. Okay, he can sing with me. Yeah. He can definitely sing with but me. But if he's in a band, you want him on bass or drums? Wait, if he's in a band with me. So like, are you asking like, if okay, I want to just make... Okay, scrap that question. Scrap that question. Four people make a band out of them. Okay. So you, you, you could okay. choose a different four. Okay, okay. So four people who I want in the band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I want Travis Baker, drums. I want Miley to be on guitar. Michael Jackson to do something. He'll be on a stage doing something. He can just be like hitting the moonwalk and just like yeah. walking around, just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he just have a little, I don't know, some timbers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's just he's just like the creative director on stage yeah. at the moment. He's just like he's just getting some energy going. He's, he's, some just, energy he's just going. being Michael Jackson, exactly. Um, and then Bruno Mars, he I feel like Bruno Mars can play anything in a band. So just to have him there. Because I, I am in love with his voice. He's okay. So, one of the reasons why I love Bruno Mars is because he's a male and males don't sing, don't have like high registers as women do naturally. But Bruno Mars is one of those male artists that can sing highest. Oh, yeah. Freak. He is he is definitely one like of those a, artists. Like, you know what I'm saying? He yeah, can no, you, up he, there. He gets, he gets on those notes. Like when, he, when he's singing Grenade, like. He he just he just absolutely hits that and he, he, he goes incredibly eats. high and it sounds it sounds perfect. Dude, like, there was a song uh on uh, Adele's album, If I Had You or something like that. Some song, I forgot what it's called, um, on her album. All I ask. All I ask is it. I forgot it goes, but it's called it's called All I Ask and Bruno Mars wrote that song for her. She he was in the studio when she recorded it and she said in an interview that it was hard for her to hit those notes. Bruno Mars came in, did the notes. It was hard for her. You know what I'm saying? And someone like Adele, who sings 
crazy. Like when she sings, her, just it's just her, crazy. just her vocal vernacular is eyes. all over the place, and then that's just so telling to us how exactly. much more of a vernacular that Bruno Mars has. Exactly. So Bruno Mars, Miley, and Michael Jackson. If I mean, I, I could, I have, I definitely have more. And Travis Barker. And Travis Wick, yeah. So, Travis so Wick. would Travis Barker be on drums? Yes. Okay, so Travis Barker, your 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 dream team, dream squad would be Travis Barker on drums, mm-hmm. Miley, Miley on Sar- guitar, um, lead guitar or bass. Hmm. I'll say lead guitar. Okay, and then Michael Jackson, just being Michael Jackson, moonwalk around the stage. Yes, and then Bruno on bass. I think Michael will probably be like like piano or okay. something, right? Yeah. Just add little effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then and then, <laughs> so so just to go ahead and, and give the crowd at home, you know, everybody tuning in, just just a bit of pleasure. If you could only have one artist, and they don't have to play an instrument, it's just you and them doing it, doing a duet together. Who would that be? Oh, <laughs> you know what? If I wanted to do a duet, if I had a chance to do a duet with somebody, that's hard. That's really hard. Because I love, I'm so inspired by all types of music, right? And it's about feeling. And so to just narrow it down to one genre, one specific singer, it's too hard. Or not too hard, but like, I understand what you're saying. So let's stick with pop. Okay. Right? Let's do pop. And right now, right now I feel like I wanted to do a song. I don't know, probably Britney. Britney Spears? Britney Spears. Just because she has that classic. It's Britney Spears. Yeah, just like kind of when you think about like, early basic genre of pop like she kind of like pops into mind like way back in the day yeah. like coming off of a show releasing toxic things like that yeah and i think i i think that with especially with everything going on around her right now and with what we've seen it just it's just one of those things where because of what she's going through and how much of a huge life change that must be for her dealing with you know having a father who's, who's you know taking taking over your your life yeah, he's like Disney in that sense. Like he's yeah. like, okay. And she... He's just a very controlling, yeah. like running her music career, doing yeah. all of this stuff. And she did bring out bops and everything, but seeing her like on her, on her Instagram, she's just dancing. She's just living. She's just being her. There's nothing like... like I can't wait to hear what's what music she's going to make now that, you know... She's 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 finally freed she's, herself and yeah. gotten away from all of that, and well, she's, she's yeah she's going her. to be free. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying because I think she's still. I, uh, last I heard, her dad uh, fought for he filed to to be removed from that because he didn't want people to like snoop into his stuff too. So, but hopefully, you know, what I'm saying it does go forward. She you know she will be free, but once she is free, it's like like who are you now, Brittany? Yeah. So to be able to like have a duet or have yeah. a collab or like sing a song with someone who's like newly discovered this and is like ecstatic to go out there and be like, yeah, holy crap. I can, I can sing me right now. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And, and with, just like finally have like full creative. There's one thing I lo- I've learned in life is never ever judge somebody like that for, you know how to be like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. The don't judge a book by its cover. It's one of those things I live by because I know how, you know, what it feels like to be judged by people, you know, for who you are, how you speak and all that stuff. And so, Seeing, seeing other people, I, I don't like judging people, you know, and I, I if I'm going to be working with Britney Spears, she's going to bring in all those um, experiences she's had, plus more now that she's, you know, n- now she can do anything that she wants. So we may not even do a pop song. Like she may feel like, oh, look, I want to do a country song. And guess what I'll say? Yes, I would do a country song with you because if there's one thing I've, I love, 
I love doing things that are not the norm, if that makes sense. No, yeah, just just straying away from what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah, and just expectations, like the view of other people and what they expect from yeah. you, just always keeping other people on their toes and be like, what is my Kadu going to do yeah. next? And just, just doing something different. And I think that's, that, you know, that's so cool that everything kind of that I'm, I'm experiencing with, you know, my life and everybody else's life, you know, with, with Miley, what I talked about it with now, you know, Brittany, it's like people like that, you know, it's like you never, ever doubt them because they've been, they've been holding something in, you know, for a long time. And now they're given this chance to fly out. Best believe that, you know, you, uh, you always get something different and you don't try to be like, you know, do the norm. Type. Yeah. Whenever you're, whenever you're able to stray away and kind of find yourself and just do whatever your heart's calling for. Exactly. So she, 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 she's definitely, um, up there. I have a lot of other people that I want to, uh, collaborate with, but, um, I think it'll be very, it'll be, it'll be a cool thing for me as a fan. And I think. Um, I would strive to, I would tell her, hey, if you don't want to do a pop song, I'm okay with that. You know, like, just do whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. And I think from there, we, we will both bring out something that's so beautiful. So put it into the universe. I'm excited to hear Britney it. Spears. I, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to right. hear it whenever you, and, whenever you and Britney Spears link. Well, okay, real quick before we tie things up, I, I kind of want to jump back to a little point you talked about, like, not judging a book by a cover. I, I think that's so important because... Everybody is so incredibly different. Like we as humans are all snowflakes. Like you might be on some linear path doing something that you've been set forth by someone else to do, but you're, you're still a snowflake. You're still you. And there's nobody else like they're like you. Like there's no such thing as an average Joe. Like everyone does something. Everyone has something unique about them that they bring to this world. And it's, it's just a ray of sunshine whenever someone can fully realize that, discover that, and just push that forward. That's why, that, that's why I'm here for this show. I, I, I want to, I want to give some, I want to give everybody else a chance to, bring that sunshine out and just shine, shine their light on the world. Thank you. Yeah. And I love that term snowflake because I've never heard it used in that way. So I'm proud to be a snowflake. I'm proud to be a snowflake. I'm proud to be we're, a we're all snowflakes. We're all snowflakes. Snowflakes rule the world. We're all different. <laughs> Nobody like us. Nobody like us. Okay. So Mike Kedu, obviously being a musician, you, you have things in the works, you have things you've already produced and already dropped before is there anything that we can have a sample of maybe something you haven't produced maybe one of your songs like prada actually if you feel comfortable doing prada i'd love to hear prada yes okay i love prada uh here you guys what do you say to my loving what do you say to my heart do you think i was running away from all things that set us apart let's play this game overload just press the start We'll just believe that what we have is a work of art. Are you ready for love? Mm -hmm. Are you ready to see where this could go? You say yes, I say nada. You like black, I like blanca. You got peace, I got drama. Acting out to Nirvana. You be good, she am. Prada. Prada. Okay, guys, well, that's all, folks. You don't get any more than that. If you want to check him out, check out Mike Hedu Music on Instagram, Spotify, you know all of that. Thanks for listening to The Artist Insider. And before we go, make sure to check us out on Instagram at The Artist Insider for behind-the-scenes interviews, regular updates, and early information over the next episodes. Well, that's all for now, and good night, San Marcos.
Thank you.